0: welcome to comadres y comics comadres y comics is a
1: podcast hosted by three latina women we highlight the latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators characters and fans
0: join us as we talk chisme comics fandom and beer hello and welcome to a new episode of comadres y comics this is episode 144 we're your hosts i am sarah i'm kristen and i'm jen hey guys how's it going what's going on i know guys out there listening land we were gone for two weeks and i uh, i am really sorry the first time jen broke her arm it's still broken it's still broken it's still broken, yeah. it's still broken. <laughs> it's like that yeah. yeah she's amazing she's, she's still know, right? working through that you know the pain and uh the second time i just had some family issues and i just couldn't bring myself to record. so i'm sorry about that guys but i'm back we're back with a whole new episode um guys what tv shows or books have you been reading that you can report to us and the listening gland people uh we'll start with you jen what's up so um
2: currently uh i have been like i i've, I've mentioned this before that i like chinese fantasy like shows um um and like netflix has been like a great place uh to to watch them because they're just like they've just really been like putting them out and like subtitling and stuff like that but even even before it's a specific kind of genre called wushai and shanxia and i'm probably like mispronouncing them really really badly Mm -hmm. but there is another genre called danmei which is basically like boys love chinese boys love um Mm. uh, and I have fallen into a pit. <laughs> like, I think I have spent, like, I sp- I've spent quite a bit of money, like, buying books and stuff like that. Um, um, and now that I think about it, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if these, because they're made by Seven Seas, so I think you could order them, Kristen. So, yep. uh, heads up, <laughs> I'm going to be ordering some books from you. Um uh, uh and like and because like this is a genre and like this was one uh, type that i knew like was like there was tv shows the really famous like popular one right now is called uh or not right now but it's it's been popular for a while and i watched it when it was available on um uh, like on netflix a while ago uh, called the untamed well there's another one called word of honor that i'm currently watching right now and literally like it's it's so good because it's got the martial arts it's got like the it's it's got like action and like fighting and like magic and stuff like that and then there's two gay guys talking about like existentialism and making out you know cool as they do (laughs) as i do um uh, and currently right now i'm reading uh I'm reading one called Heaven's Official Blessing that also has an anime that's really, really good and also on Netflix. Uh, And they did the English, an English dub of it that's on Funimation right now that they did a really great job for it. Uh, So that's what I'm watching right now. I'm watching Word of Honor and I'm reading Heaven's Official Blessing. Uh,
0: So, yeah. That is super cool. What about you, Kristen? What's going on with
1: you? What are you watching? Well, anyone who knows me knows that it is Bachelor season. We are down to the last (laughs) finale of this season, and it is a doozy. We had our last week, our fantasy suite um, episodes where the last um, three women get to go into a hotel room with no cameras or anything. And so he has three women. He went his name is Clayton. He went to the fantasy suites with the first two women, then the last woman is sitting at the table during her date and is like, look, I can't get out of my head that you might have been intimate or might have told the other women that you loved them. And, you know, just so you know, that would be a deal breaker. Oh, my God. As soon as she said those words, he completely turned around. First of all, he tried to keep it from her that he slept with both of them. He tried to make it sound like he only slept with one, but he slept with both of them. But then he had the audacity to tell her, "Yes, I slept with both of them, and yes, I told them I love them, but I love you the most." <laughs> <laughs> it's pure bachelor gold, and why I watch this show. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's going to be a two-night finale uh, starting tomorrow. And I cannot wait. And then I, there's the period of time that I get sad because there's nothing in between. Um, okay. And I think The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise are coming. So that'll hold me over. I have a question for you, Kristen. Yes. Have you watched Love is Blind? yep i sure have (laughs) okay i just like i just
2: finished watching it um uh, with my roommate because i was just like because i haven't i like my favorite like reality life thing is like saying yes to the dress oh yes Um, um, yes but like i hadn't been able to watch it and i hadn't watched it in a while i think because like i think it had been on netflix or something but then now it isn't so i was just like man like i really really want to watch so i was just like what like new trashy like reality show is there out there and then people were like talking about like love is blind I was just like all right
1: I usually don't <laughs> like
2: I usually like don't watch these things because they're so like I I just I really don't like like them yeah but I watched love is blind and I was just all like
1: <laughs> there's two seasons. I was like, if you've only watched this season, there was a season one too that was. No, I, I watched
2: season one first. I haven't watched season two. Oh, season, okay. two. And, oh, season
1: like, two is even better in my opinion. <laughs> <Is it? laughs>
2: yeah. I don't know. Like season one, season one was a lot. Yeah, season one was a lot. Okay. And like, what was that? Oh my god, Jessica.
1: Yep. And there's someone. There's well, a Jessica, no, in, this, Jessica. A, in this season two who's even worse. Oh, are you serious oh, jesus yes.
2: christ this is not to the jessicas out there man don't <laughs> don't do what they be doing like seriously like that lady oh my god
1: yep mm-hmm. so uh yes i am a purveyor of trashy reality dating shows i love them i love them so much <laughs>
0: <How about laughs> that's you, Sarah? awesome um, well, I recently started watching The Gilded Age on HBO Max, oh, which, yeah. which is like kind of a story about like the rich, elite, the old money in New York, that uh, and the new money in New York, like the Rockefellers and stuff like that. And there's a lot, li- like a lot of li- like cattiness to it. I love that. The costumes are great, the storyline is great, so I'm really enjoying that. Did if you I'm, ever
1: watch Bridgerton?
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah, yes, I'm all about those, uh. Uh, time period pieces, period stuff. Pieces, yeah, yeah, period pieces. I love those. Um, I'm also watching Bel Air on on. Oh, um, that's right. It's on I Peacock. I forgot that it started yeah now bel-air is kind of like uh kind of like a reimagining of the french prince of bel-air but like in modern times mm-hmm. um so you have a whole new set of actors and stuff and um it actually takes like a real more serious and dark tone but i really really am enjoying it i super am enjoying it i i Love all the actors. There's a lot of drama and a lot of really great acting, and the storyline has been really good. I've I've seen that it's been getting some hate, but I really enjoy it. Yeah. I genuinely enjoy it. Um, I'm also watching Grand Crew, and that actually came from me finishing watching um Bel Air, and then it was like, okay, so now what? And then it just it pops up like something similar, and the and grand crew is sort of like it's it's um. It's six friends and they're all like most of them I think only two of them didn't graduate college but all of them are college graduates and they like hang out it's sort of like a friends but like really really intelligent and funny mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like they're all black and so it makes it really funny because a lot of the similarities between black and like Latinos comes about and it's just so hilarious it's uh, it takes place in LA so it really oh, cool it's it's really I, I think it's awesome because you can see like a lot of like Fairfax and like um you know just a lot of like places in LA that that um, that get highlighted on the show, but it's just freaking so funny um i i i I mean i can't recommend it enough it just makes me laugh all the time i mean from black people being in therapy from like you know black people drinking wine they're like wine is cool now you know like it's like it was i mean i mean it almost seems like you got you had to be there because it's it's a it's a really really cool ongoing joke but anyway it was just really i mean it was so funny and the, the episodes are so short like they think they're like 28 minutes or something like that but i actually ran through like five or six episodes all in one sitting because it's just so hilarious like i had to force myself to turn it off because i had to go to sleep (laughs) but it's so good it's super funny but that's actually what i'm watching i'm i've been watching a lot of freaking stuff like pam and tommy and like the the dropout and that those are on hulu and um the one about the, the one uh, socialite well she pretended to be a socialite and she like spent a uh, would stay at hotels and was hobnobbing with the right people and stuff like that and she like took a lot of money from a lot of people and like it, it, I forgot what that one was called but um, mm-hmm. but yeah that's that's also one from Hulu but they're, they've they been putting a lot of good like uh, documentaries mockumentary no documentaries but like dramas on Hulu so it's been pretty cool but yeah, I've been really into that lately and I've been searching for more ever since. It's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, that's what's uh that's what uh we've been devouring uh so far. All right guys, now it's time for cheese de la semana and I actually have some chisme. I don't know if you guys know, but um, there was a, a short petition out for some time to change or replace Evangeline Lily. Uh, f- as a wasp in Ant-Man for Jennifer Gardner. And the reason the people are acclimating this change is because uh, Evangeline Lilly attended a a anti-vaccine mandate protest in DC uh, and calling out uh, Canada's Prime Minister, Justin uh, Trudeau, to hear out the anti-vaxxers. Um, so there was a lot of uproar on Twitter saying, you know what, like just change Evangeline Lilly for Jennifer Gardner already. Uh, even though she's in the, um, she's actually, they've already wrapped filming on uh, the quant, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So, uh, but they're just, they're like up in arms. They're like, uh, we wanna replace her. We don't want to have anything to do with anti-vaxxers kind of thing. So And does
1: Jennifer Garner even want to play? Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know, I know, Why right? You just picked a name out of the hat. They just they're <laughs> like people are like, you know what? She did alias, she can do this.
0: Like, <laughs> um, but you know, Disney is no, um it has Recast people before in roles that continue on the MCU, like Rhodey, uh, he was replaced by uh, John Cheadle. So I mean, and that worked out really well. I mean, who knows if Disney will do it. But yeah, so far, everybody's kind of angry at Evangeline Lilly for right now. So um, that's what's the cheese that I have today. All right, guys, now it's time for On My Radar. What is on your
1: radar, Kristen? So uh, this last week, I read um, a pretty awesome book called Trial of the Amazons. And it was a number one. And what's interesting to me is this is the first crossover to happen in a Wonder Woman storyline in a very long time. Um And so, what I didn't know, because I hadn't really been uh, reading much of Wonder Woman, is that there are different factions of Amazons. And so, um, for those of you who um, listened to our podcast in the past, we talked about Yara Flor, who is the uh, Brazilian um, Amazon and uh, the first Latinx. Amazon that we were talking about. There's also Nubia, who is a Black Amazon from the banna um faction. And I can't believe, I can't remember um, what Yar. oh, the Esquecida is uh, Yara Flores faction. So there's three factions. And as the title suggests, there is going to be some competition. Um, but one of the things that I really loved about this book is how very um what do i want to say like non-apologetic they were about portraying uh diana and her love interest another woman um it was just very um cool and nice to see the storyline uh, unfold and it to be treated just so just like normally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that. And at the end of the first issue, there is a, there's a death. Um, it's a huge death. I won't say who it is. If, if those of you want to pick it up and see it for yourself, but it seems like it's going to be kind of also like a murder mystery where, cause this death is a big deal and people are going to want to know who killed her. So, um, the book is Trial of the Amazons. This is uh, number one. It is available at your local comic shop now. And um, you can uh, follow the series. It is just a two-issue uh, miniseries. And it's going to lead into um, another big uh, storyline going on within the uh, Wonder Woman lore.
0: That sounds freaking amazing so she's having a relationship with another amazon and yes. then there's a death that happens at the end of uh, issue one yes I-, I was gonna say episode one <laughs> <laughs> so that's super exciting oh that really sounds really cool and it, you said that this was a short issue series that's gonna this lead is on a to two-part a-
1: series yeah that is kind of uh bringing all the factions together and then is gonna lead on to the ongoing wonder woman story
0: oh that's super cool awesome <laughs> Oh my God, I have been waiting for this moment for so long. (laughs) It feels like so long.
1: What time is it, Kristen? Es la hora de la cervecita. And today we are finally, finally, finally trying a beer that Sarah brought back from Alaska when she went. and it this has been staring at me in the uh in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> staring at me in the refrigerator um because it seems so interesting but it's it's a stout and it's something that i'm like mm, am i gonna like this i don't know but it's called leche robusta and it's an Orchata stout this is brought to us by midnight sun brewing company in alaska and um, do you have any information you want to share about the brewery uh, at all? Sarah? Uh, yes, there I in person.
0: Yeah, um actually, I had uh, a midnight brewery on tap uh, when we went to the different uh, bars. Um, and so um, I don't remember what I had at one of the bars. Uh, not every of uh, not every bar carried Midnight Sun, which surprised me. But the beer that I did have on tap was really delicious. And I told my husband, I said, you know what? If I get a chance to go to Midnight Brew, I would really love to do that because I really, really love this beer. And I can only imagine that they have other beers that are equally as delicious. Um, um, It definitely had... um, kind of had of a home kind of feel like as it wasn't like the other beers that they had under the Alaska kind of brewery thing where they were like more like commercial this one was really like Mm. I don't know there was something about it that really really drew me in so as a surprise one day Frank said you know what um why don't we go on an uber and go to uh midnight sun and then maybe we could find if there's any other breweries around and so we ended up going to midnight sun the, the vibe was amazing it looked like a warehouse uh, like it was okay obviously it was like in the middle of kind of nowhere because it was it was uh it was uh, snowing alaska. at the time <laughs> and it was alaska and i was like oh my god where are we going um it turned out it wasn't so far but it seemed far because of the snow yeah. and because it was in an area that. It's not really like highly trafficked by, by tourists. So uh, we ended up getting there, and then uh, we get there, and the Uber's like, "Are you sure you want to be here?" And I said, well, that's where the directions say that this is the place where Midnight Sun is. But there was no, nothing, 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 nothing. Uh, we didn't even see people going in and out or anything. So then uh, the guy at the Uber, he's like, you know, if you want to give them a call, I'll wait here until you they get a response. So we were in the car. It's and I'm interesting calling-
1: that the Uber driver didn't know any information about the brewery isn't that usually where they go pick most of their people up (laughs) right Mm -hmm. right um so we we were in the car and i called them and i said hi
0: um are you guys located at this location they're like yeah we're here and i said okay because it seems like it's abandoned and um i'm in the uber (laughs) i'm in the uber car and i don't want to get out if This is not the place. They're like, yeah, we're open. And I go, okay. so like I'm standing in the first floor, but I see their second floor. Where do I go? They're like, she's like, oh, yeah, like you must be on the back side. In the front side, there's an actual sign where you can go upstairs. And Uh, so we actually entered through the back entrance. So we had to go up. But yeah, but once we got in there, (laughs) the vibe was so chill. There was great music. Everybody was super nice. And we got served right away. We got like tasters and a flight and it was really great. They have some art on the wall. They had some local uh, people's uh, products there for sale as well. Like there was this one cool thing where it was like a knitted kind of like a, a koozie. But it was they did it looked super cute. I mean, I I don't need a koozie, but it was super cute, and um yeah, the beers were freaking fabulous. And so they had a little cooler part where they had like their canned products, and so I saw this uh, orchata robusta, and I was like,
1: oh hell yeah, we gotta take that, gotta take that to review it. Uh, oh my gosh. Well, immediately opening the can, I didn't pour mine into a glass like you. Oh my God. It Sarah, smells amazing. Immediately, you can smell the cinnamon. Oh my gosh. It's so. Oh,
0: yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's
1: so cinnamony, but like that, definitely that horchata cinnamon. There's a different. There's a different. Uh,
0: yeah, there's a difference there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I think I did. I don't remember tasting this in one of the tasters. I think that I saw it in the um I saw it in the refrigerator portion and I was like I just got to have this and it came in a six pack um mm-hmm. uh, but yeah it, it's um
1: I just yeah. gave some to Eddie and he drank it and he went oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that means he liked it <laughs> For yeah, those of you who can't see through the, the, the airwaves, he made a big O face. Like, <laughs> Oh my God.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, um, definitely. This place was really, really nice. Everybody was super nice. And, um, <laughs> They had a lot of brews that were already canned and stuff. But um, yeah, I would if I ever went back to Anchorage, this would be a brewery that I would definitely go visit and maybe make a longer day of it because we actually ended up at two other breweries just to get to know the area. But um, yeah, they also serve food. And there was this one. Did super- you try whale blubber? I didn't. They, I, that's yeah, I think that's a myth that we could do that because I think they're endangered species. But yes, I would totally try oh. it. That makes sense. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, they they were really amazing. I really loved loved it. It was such a chill vibe. It was amazing. They were super cool. Well,
1: this beer. Yeah. Dare I say, because I've only had one other Orchata beer before and it was at Brewery X and I actually think this is much better. I don't know, Jen, you like that Orchata beer at Brewery X. I only had a taste. I did like
2: it. I liked it a lot, but I no, I concur. This one's really this one's really, really good. This is I, really
0: good. Not only that,
2: okay, so like I had some Orchata yesterday and like this is literally this this literally tastes like like that orchata but I just like spiked it or something. But yeah. Like, I threw whiskey in there
0: or something. Mm, yeah, This is what
2: this tastes like. It's literally horchata with whiskey.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it it's, says... It's good. I like it. Yeah, it says on the can, limited edition. So, I'm thinking that this isn't something Boo. they do. I know, I know. I don't, and but I like it.
1: It does taste a lot like coffee, but I don't mind it, actually. It's actually really tasty. Horchata
0: yeah. Coffee. um And it has a little, like, a little... Right. Horchata. And, horchata. It horchata. Has a little, <laughs> horchata.
1: A little this Emphasis is is- on the
2: whore.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say when people say horchata, it's like they're introducing you to their friend. This is horchata. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they make
0: it a point to say made in Alaska and brewed and packaged packaged in Anchorage, Alaska. Um, uh-huh. I thought that was really cool. But yeah, no, um, I didn't try anything of their food there, but it all smelled amazing nice when they were like walking it by but their brews I'm telling you it has this sort of like this home it's sort of like when you have like soup at home compared to soup out and about like it's sort of like it has more of a like a homemade feel and that's how their brews that's how their beers feel to me
1: nice like they have like a good choice
0: Sarah yeah isn't it oh my god I love it top tier Absolutely. I mean, from from the smell of like the cinnamon, I, I poured it really rapidly into my glass. So I had a lot of head and I think yeah. that little brought out like a bit of a car- kind of a caramel feel to the taste. That's why I beer. didn't
2: pour mine out, though, because like I can't tip my glass right now. So oh, like, yeah. I'm going to get nothing. But <laughs> head <right now>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But I mean, I think it worked in favor of this beer just because it just felt really like like a a caramel kind of nut sensation at the beginning Mm. of the of the sip. Mm. So what do you guys think?
1: Well, um, this is our second brew uh, review Uh, using our new rating system, our new finger system, um, our review is one to five fingers. And if it's an amazing, uh, review, we even can go six. Um, so I am going to give it hand mouth. <laughs> I'm going to give it five fingers.
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm going to agree with that one. And I'm also going to give it five fingers. I am, you know what? I, it's been in the refrigerator for some time and I just didn't know what to expect, but just tasting it and knowing that I've had horchata before brew. Yeah. Um, kind of a horchata inspired <laughs> brew. Um, this one really like brings it. It really brings it. And
1: mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I love it. I have I a question think- just from your limited time there. Horchata is definitely a Latin X flavor. Um, Were there, like, where do you think that Alaskans got the idea? Was there a big uh, community that you saw of Latinx
0: uh, residents? uh, Actually, I'm so glad you said that because uh, Anchorage has the most diverse culturally high school in the United States. Really? Yes. There's a lot of people that immigrate or reside in alaska that are from totally different parts of the world mm-hmm. so i think that there they do tap into like different cultures um and bring that to like uh like for instance like this horchata leches out uh robusta so i think that there was maybe somebody that they met or maybe one of the brewmasters brewmasters there is latinx and there's yeah you know, yeah yeah, so uh yeah, I I for sure thought going to Alaska was gonna be like all like, you know, either like native people from there or white. Mm-hmm. But it turns out in Anchorage for sure, they have like the most diverse um different different types of people from all over the world that go to school there and reside in Anchorage.
1: Yeah. Oh well, yeah. that's
0: cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: So Jen, how many fingers do you give it? One finger. One finger and mouth. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I like it.
2: It gets. It's it's very flavorful. Um, um I really like it. It has that more like kind of like almost like like um, um Mexican coffee. But with yes. like the underlying like rice taste that like you get from Orchata as well. So it's it's pretty it's pretty good. I like it. Um um uh, it's i really definitely not a fist because um um uh, like it didn't like surprise, surprise me. Yeah, I mean, it's mostly because I already heard you guys talking about it before I was able to successfully open my can. Oh <laughs> <laughs> like I had a little bit of trouble, okay? Um. Um but it's no, it's it's pretty good. I really like it.
1: I really like the uh, spices in beer, like that one uh, Christmas one that we had that was very spicy, like cardamom and cinnamon and, and yeah, nutmeg. I, mm-hmm. um, I really like it, and I really like this. I am really, really enjoying mm. this stout, um, and I, I I'm beginning to. Um, have to stop saying that I don't like stouts because I'm at this point liking more than I'm not liking. So
2: <laughs> that's how I feel uh, towards IPAs.
1: Yeah. Like I'm just going to be
2: like, I like, I will maintain for the reputation that I don't like APAs. But <laughs> I have, I have willingly bought IPAs at Pismo, So,
1: So we didn't mention this is a 6.0 ABV uh, and it is getting five fingers all around.
0: Absolutely, I. I'm also I'm also kind of a little sad that the can is like a short regular can instead yeah. of a tall can, but like I said, it came in a six pack and uh, maybe you were able to order it online. I'm not sure, but again, this was a limited edition. Thanks, thanks guys. I mean, I really, really am enjoying this, and I feel like the weather just really allows for this. Corchata stout <laughs> this leche robusta and that only sounds a little bit kinky to me because it's robust milk and so i just feel like it has something to do with the sexual on you
2: robust milking got it
1: <laughs> yeah got it <laughs> oh you know that milking has nothing to do with boobies no
2: that's another thing
1: okay I'm gonna have to ask about that, that, after that the that's show. another
2: thing that's a that's a different that that kink has a different name
0: <laughs> oh all right guys now it's time for our book review what are we reviewing today Jen speaking of milking um <laughs> uh... <laughs>
2: That was a bad joke. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually kickstarted this a while ago, and it is called, and I believe it was like in my um, uh, in la libreria as well. Uh, It's called Comrade Himbo, and it's been in our like to read. Like, because, like, basically everything that I get, I get, like, an ebook version, and I usually throw that into, like, our, like, Google Drive, and I'll be like, if we, we need something, here we are. Um, But I got this a while ago, and it is an anthology series of basically, like, gay comics and stuff like that. Um, And it was a lot of fun. Like, um, uh, I remember reading it when it came out, and I was just like, oh, hey, this is fun. Um, uh, But it is the when it like had come out on kickstarter it was actually successfully funded in three days like oh, in nice. three days it hit it hit it's like it's camp camp goal and everything um um and it was it was a lot of fun um i'm trying to see right now it was created by um uh, pomegranate magazine and it, i believe like if you go to their website it's currently available to order from them as well at um uh, uh but they <laughs> their their tagline is content for sensitive weirdos that's <laughs> <laughs> um um and they ha- yeah it's it's available to uh, on their store they even have, <laughs> they have booty shorts that you can buy I want Ooh. booty shorts now nice yeah, Eddie um, I want to
1: make Eddie wear booty shorts <laughs>
2: Yeah And so um um like pomegranate magazine is uh they like they publish like they like their thing isn't like um uh, like just like only like queer products but it there's the stuff that they publish is like pretty heavily on the queer side and they have like a coffee, um, uh, which you can like give money and you can have access to like all the works that they've done and they've published and stuff like that. Uh, or you can like um, uh, physically like, uh, buy the, buy the products as well. Um, um, but I really enjoyed the story and personally, like my favorite story was, I have it right here. (laughs) um um excellence <laughs> that, <laughs> that one was pretty good um uh what did you guys think about it
1: so i had to i've heard the term before but i had to google what himbo <laughs> me, too? Oh, okay. me too all right so so ba- himbo is
2: basically a beautiful but stupid man who's respectful Yes. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta like emphasize that he's respectful. Okay. Um, uh, so he's, he's, he's like, it's not just like a dumb jock. It's like the dumb jock with like a heart of gold kind of thing. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what a himbo is. And he like, and like, he's gotta be big. Like he's gotta be big. None of these like, like medium bills or like pot, otter like he's like, he's big and he's built like we have to emphasize this
1: (laughs) (laughs) so there's definitely a himbo in every uh it's from my I'm like just scrolling through but from my memory in all of the stories um I really enjoyed the um the color like splash pages in between that kind of were like uh I don't want to say political but like a lot of them had like uh, like this one says, one who lives mighty does so for their community. And there was another one where uh <laughs> stand tall, himbo. It says there was another one where it said, um, let me scroll to the next one, nourish the movement. And there's a whole bunch of signs, people protesting about not being able to survive on minimum wage, which is 725. Um uh, housing is human rights. Like a lot of them had a lot of like. Uh, those kinds of messages. I really enjoyed those. Um, Mm -hmm. My favorite story was the uh, love. What's it called? Love. Here we go. Painted Love. There we go. Mm -hmm. Um, Where we start out with uh, one of the characters uh, texting and uh, and they're meeting up at 4 a.m., and you don't know what they're going to do and they're going out and um uh you don't know if it's just a, a friendship but you kind of get the idea that that one of them likes the other one a lot but then you don't really know if the other one is uh, if it's unrequited but it was just really cute i really enjoyed it a lot and uh they're going out to like do some like uh some like spray painting uh, tagging on the walls but they actually the one that we're not sure if he is into it Um, I guess he was the himbo because he's bigger and more muscular he actually paints Luca plus JP which is the name of the other guy that came and it was just so cute and it Mm -hmm. ended in a kiss and I was like oh this is like a feel good story it was so cute Yeah,
2: that one was
0: nice I like that one Um, um, Sarah well I totally love the one with the chickens I think it was excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Oh my God. One of my favorites. I really felt so good about it. And it made me really think about my egg purchase because I love eggs. I love eggs in my breakfast. It doesn't feel like breakfast unless I have eggs somewhere. And so my husband's all like, why do you always eat eggs? I'm like, because eggs can be eaten in all sorts of ways, you know, like there's all sorts of ways you can cook eggs anyway. So it really made me examine my egg purchase and maybe, maybe more conscious about being like, more friendly to our local farms or free range uh eggs but i thought that was so i mean i just it felt like i wanted to do that like that's like, definitely a heart of gold
1: that he had <laughs> yeah absolutely it yeah. was really
0: great uh for the listeners out there uh so what happened is like he's out uh this himbo is out shopping for eggs with a friend and he's like whatever they're just eggs and he's like no they're not just eggs these are better for the chicken and then you know they get to walk around and stuff and he's like well we can't save them all and then all of a sudden they hatch a plan and it just it becomes a really feel get it
1: hatch a plan I know right
0: (laughs) and um, gotta throw in that pun yeah it just turns out into really a a beautiful story and it was a lot of fun and and I really enjoyed that one, um, especially because I love eggs. And mm-hmm. also, I like the one about, uh, the, oh, my God, that one I really, really loved about like there's this himbo who is uh, working at like the local grocery store. And there's a guy who f- starts talking crap to the cashier who's an elderly lady and he makes her cry. He's like, are you stupid or something? Can you just punch in the coupon or find somebody else who can't and she he literally makes her cry so this guy comes up and he's like you know what that's not very nice of you it's not very smiley and then he proceeds to kind of like uh uh use the store's name within his argument and the guy's like well f, f you i'm leaving whatever you i'm gonna sue you whatever but um, one of his friends was was filling filling filming him while he was defending the 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 lady at the register and it went viral. And when it went viral, then the company sent over a PR person to give him uh, a plaque um, to commemorate and say thank you so much for being such an amazing employee. But throughout the story, the lady who was like, trying to give him this award kept getting his name wrong during the whole freaking story like he would call her like Jaime or Alan or you know like I mean he never she never got it right and I was like this is so bad I mean I can't believe you know like (laughs) even the plaque had the wrong name on it like it was so stupid and then he finds out that they they actually fired the uh, cash register lady and he's like why would you do that he goes oh because um the rules state that you shouldn't cry at the register and it's like wait a minute like this is goes against everything and so like anyway it, it turns out to be a really feel good story and there's a there's a great ending to it, but um, I just thought that was really good. It was really well-written. The pacing of the story was amazing. The art, it was just really good. I really enjoyed that one a lot.
2: Well, I would say that, like, almost all of them were, like, had, like, feel-good elements. Yeah,
1: I was going to say the to same them.
2: thing. Uh, and that was, like, the point of it, because it was, like, comrade uh, himbo. So there was, like, a kind of like a socialist.
1: Yeah, like a um, unity, um, community kind of vibe.
2: Mm -hmm, to it. And I, and I found that like really nice and like really cute and really refreshing. Um, um, but it was like it was it was like all the stories were like really good, and if they weren't like just plain like fun and fluff, they did like some of them like a lot or not not some of them quite a few of them had like a really like a message about like society, about like community and like unity and stuff like that. So it was it was like it was a great fun read, and like I said, like you can still like buy uh, Comrade Himbo, uh, not on Kickstarter but at um, uh, Palm, P O M E uh like the little hyphen mag mag uh dot com and like you right there that's their website and you can uh go buy the the physical book or the ebook uh on their online store
0: that's awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for picking this up and backing it on Kickstarter, because I honestly didn't think I would enjoy it. I was like, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what this means, like the title itself. And mm. then when I started reading it, I couldn't stop. Again, I couldn't stop like it, that actually because uh, I have immaculate taste. Um, <laughs> like, But no, I mean, I sometimes it surprises me, like sometimes I'm like, I wait till the last minute to read it. But then when I do, I'm like, totally into it. And it's like, I can't stop. Like, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And I really like the the, at, towards the end like at the end of it it gives you like a little bit of uh, information about the artists and the mm-hmm. authors of these stories so mm-hmm. I think I think that's really cool because you could also follow them if you really like their story on Instagram and so forth so I really enjoyed this book thank you so much for sharing that with us
1: yeah one of the mm-hmm. um, creators her name is Maria Carvalho and she's actually Brazilian so there's definitely some Latinx Uh, contribution here you can go to her um, site at www.MariaBelhas.com and she uh, she contributed in full bloom
0: oh okay cool right on so are we ready to rate the book yeah excellent what is a rating skill Kristen
1: so we rate our books on a three-concha scale, and um, it is a, a three-concha scale because that is, three-conchas is the most that Jen's mom ever let her eat, so that was like the best. But if mm-hmm. it is something that goes above and beyond, we could maybe give it three conchas and a cup of champurrado, or three conchas and uh, cafe de olla. And if it's really, really good, we give it the whole panadaria.
0: Excellent. So this is Sarah, and I really, really loved it. I, like I said, like once I started reading it, I couldn't stop. I, I really enjoyed it. I love the artwork. I love the color splash pages from the artists, um, it, and it showed a lot of camaraderie within the stories, which I really loved. Um, made me feel really good about humanity and what we could do together. And so I'm gonna give it tres conchas. Nice.
2: Um, this is Jen, and I really, really liked it, but I don't know why, but I just really wished, like, some of them were in color, mm-hmm. like, oh, yes. um, um, and, like, I, the production, like, I got this thing, like, quick, like, after a, um, uh, after it came out, uh, and I didn't mind. I thought it, it was really cool, and, like, I read it, and then, I like, I reread it, um, uh, for this, um, uh, review that we're doing for it. But upon rereading it, I just, I really do wish some of those were in color. Yeah. Uh, and But I really do like it. So I'm going to give it two conchas. Um, um, but Palm Meg has like other stuff as well. Uh, and like, I definitely, I know I followed some of the people that were like uh, listed in the back, uh, either like on Twitter or like their like um, uh, blogs or like their like coffees or um, uh, Patreons. I know like I, I can't for the life of me remember who.
0: <laughs> I, know I
2: did follow some people uh and they're like separate works as well they're just amazing as well oh cool so, like we it, it, it was a nice little taster of like all these other people's works as well so i'm gonna give it two contrasts. but i i did generally like it and i think a lot of people will like it too
1: so sarah in your review you actually said the stories had a lot of camaraderie well duh that i totally didn't make the connection comrade himbo camaraderie that's totally what all the stories are about and not until you said those words did it even like a light bulb went off in my head so i just wanted to mention that now i get it but i really liked all the stories specifically for that reason uh, that there, it, it definitely really uh, had the theme of just like community, camaraderie, family, uh, and a lot of feel good stories and I definitely enjoyed looking at the himbos uh different depictions oh of yes all the artists all depicted yeah <laughs> i mean i'm still gonna say i'm partial to bears but himbos are pretty up there as well
0: <laughs> I mean, they're like the cousin of bears i think
2: they're the dumber cousin of like or the, the dumb and little brother thin
1: yes yeah. uh, so I'm going to give it uh, three Quanchas I really liked it uh, and um, I really am enjoying these anthologies that we're reading uh, I like to get a little taste like Jen said of all the different um, uh, styles uh, not just of art but of just writing that are out there so I give it three Quanchas
0: excellent that has been our book review yeah! Alright guys, now it's time for En la librería. Jen, what do you have for us today?
2: So today I have for you guys, um, Reina, I the Bastard Queen, issue one, and little synopsis that we get is a barbarian warrior seeks a vengeance on the coven of witches that murdered her tribe when she was a child. Ooh. Uh, and it's being made by a uh, skeletal press. Um, uh, and it looks like the artwork looks really, really cool. Um, but the synopsis that we have right here is that Reina is a world traveling sword wielding barbarian witch hunter. And it tells the story of a young barbarian warrior who seeks vengeance, like on the the tribe of witches, uh, and finding her place in a brutally unforgiving world. Reina will explore beautiful and haunting landscapes while slashing her way through monstrous threats like griffins, vampires, werewolves, and other supernatural beasts. Guaranteed to be an action-packed yet emotional story of carnage and vengeance and then they kind of say like it's for fans of people who like sword and sorcery stories led by dark brutal heroines super people who like supernatural comics like spawn the darkness the crow solomon kane and hellboy or people who like blood guts and gore Um, (laughs) yep So basically, it is a 24-page, um, fully illustrated and colored comic book written by Ryan Cummings, illustrated by Stan Yak and colored by Dennis Lemon and lettered by Justin Birch. And then uh, all the like, if you get a physical copy, all the books are going to be bagged, boarded and shipped in Gemini mailers to ensure that it's like pretty good. And Gemini is like like pretty good like um uh, like shipping and stuff, and they're like not cheap, so <laughs> that's pretty good um So like the artwork for it is like really it almost gives me like kind of like Conan the Barbarian vibes. Yeah, Conan the Barbarian was like a lady and like a hot like crazy lady. So like <laughs> yeah, like I'm like I'm really digging it. Like it like it looks really really cool. And like I said, like it looks like it's got like kind of like Conan meets Hellboy kind of vibes as well. So like it it looks like legit.
0: That's um, um, awesome
2: characterization. I'm I'm gonna give him a shot. I'm gonna give him a chance. So, the, which is why it's in in my in la libreria. So, uh, but it looks it looks really good. The production team looks really good. I feel like I've heard Ryan Cummings' name before, mm. <laughs> despite his last name. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and I've no I've heard of Skeletal Press before as well. And Skeletal Press is like it's an indie publishing company publishing company um but they are very close to their goal of seven thousand dollars they're currently at five thousand six hundred and thirteen dollars with 234 backers and 25 days to go um uh for this comic and the base pledge starts at two dollars um uh which just means that like you get um uh, a digital download of the cover of the cover image and like your name on like the like these are the people who helped like back us. At five dollars, you get the digital um uh, like the digital like the the e comic book uh, of Raina. So at two dollars, you just get like the cover image. Uh, at five dollars, you get the digital copy. Uh, at seven dollars, you get the deluxe digital edition, which includes um. Uh, the like the book itself and then a pinup pack so just like artwork and stuff like that done by other other artists at ten dollars you get um um uh not only reina but a previous um um Books like other books that Skeletal Press has done, so like it's just it's Raina number one, it's Rumble King issues one through three, Century House number one, uh, and also like the pinup pack for Reina. So you get like uh, three, four, five, six, you get six like downloads, so that's pretty good. Wow, that is good. Uh huh. There is another ten dollar one that has like a different uh, like cover image, um, um like a, the because they have a main one that looks like really really cool and it's like Rena uh and she like has like a big sword and like a bunch of monsters like Sodom and she's like spread eagles on a freaking throne it's it's really cool. <laughs> yeah yeah I'm like I'm like I'm really digging it I'm really digging the art so like there's different like ten dollar covers with um uh and you can choose to see like which one it is that you want uh at fifteen dollars. I believe you get the the, um, the physical copy. So at $15, you get the physical copy, and they have different, like, $15 ones uh, with, again, different variants and stuff like that. Um, um, and then, of course, it keeps going on from there. But at $15, you get the digital edition. And at $10, you can – and at $5, you can get the digital, like, book it's, uh, itself as well. Cool. So. Uh, Reina on uh, Kickstarter and it's spelled R A Y N A, the Bastard Queen. Uh, so go ahead and show your support. It looks
1: really cool. Nice. Sounds cool. Well,
0: I love the name Reina, the Bastard Queen. Like, I mm-hmm. want to be like, I want people to call me that now from now on. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool. That's a quick ass title right there. Thank you so much for bringing that to the in La librería Jen. Okay, it's time for Juntos y Fuertes.
1: Kristen, what do you have for us today? Well, today I have for everybody a little throwback to uh, two books that we've reviewed in the past: La Borinqueña and also Reconstruction. Um, both written by Edgardo Miranda Rodriguez. So um, he is a humanitarian award winner um, through the Eisners. And he is coming back with his original character, La Kenya, to team up with this. Get this. Actor-activist Rosario Dawson. Oh, yeah. uh, so I haven't read the book, obviously, yet. It doesn't come out until uh, April 6th. Um, But we're not really sure what uh, Rosario's role is in this book. She's on all of the covers drawn, depicted um, by all kinds of different cover artists. But I don't know if she's going to actually be a character inside the story um, or how it's going to play out. But um, I'm definitely interested to see um, what this new iteration of Kenya with Rosario Dawson brings to the world of La Kenya So this is an original story written by... Um, Edgardo and illustrated by Will Rosado. It's colored by Chris Sotomayor and features cover art by Rita Fay. Um, It's published by Somos Arte, which is a small publishing company, um, and it's getting support from the Natural Resources Defense Council. One of the cool things and the reason I'm sharing this on Juntos y Fuertes is that all of the proceeds from the sales go to Labor in Kenya grants program, which has already awarded one hundred and sixty five thousand dollars to nonprofits throughout Puerto Rico to help um, the reconstruction of Puerto Rico after um, the devastating uh, tornadoes and flooding. So there's going to be exclusive variants by Bill Sinkevich, Chris Cross, Gus Vasquez, who little inside um, uh, Man? Gus Vasquez is actually Rosario Dawson's uncle, I think. Yes, I'm getting a yes from the From the person in the know. Yes, uh, so that might have been a little bit of the connection here, getting all that set up. Um, Leila Del Duca, Luciano Vecchio, and Rafael Albuquerque are all going to be doing exclusive variants. And if you'd like more information about La Borinquena and all of their philanthropic work, uh, in Puerto Rico, you can go to www.la-borinquena, that's Dot com. And um, again, this book was made possible with support from the Natural Resources Defense Council, and you can find out more information about them at www.nrdc.org. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um- you know, Edgardo Miranda has been such a such a supporter of our podcast. Um, every time I run into him, and I say every time I run into him, I've only run into him twice <laughs> in in uh the whole since I knew who he was and going out to conventions. But uh when I run into him, he always sees me and like opens his arms and is like, Comadre, like it's so amazing. He like you know he just it, it, he feels like so like somebody that I've known for ages that I grew up with like he's so welcoming and and humble and amazing and I think he's doing great things and supporting a lot of um people by uh sponsoring this uh grants program through labor in Kenya mm-hmm. and um i've i think he's amazing so Thank you so much for bringing that to Juntos y Fuertes. Um, like, I'm so excited to see what Rosario da- Dawson, I was going to say Dawson in, in Espanol, <laughs> Rosario Dawson brings to La Kenya in this new uh, story series. So thank you so much, Kristen. Yeah. All right, guys, now it's time for... Saludos! And saludos goes out today to Nathaniel Osoyo. Nathaniel Osoyo is launching a new Kickstarter uh, it at the end of March for Dark Mouse. And you guys, we actually did a Las Pláticas episode with him, and we'll be sharing that this coming week. Uh, you can follow him at at I draw. That's E Y E D R A U G H. I know. It's so, so smart and so like amazing. (laughs) Like, it's not I draw like D R A W. It's E Y A. E-Y-E-D-R-A-U-G-H. And uh, we have a really amazing Las Práticas episode with him. So do check that out by going to um, YouTube and looking up y Comics podcast. And you'll be able to see that full Um, interview with Nathaniel Osoyo. Please be sure to check out his Kickstarter for Dark Mouse. He's really amazing, and we had a really great time interviewing him. So, saludos goes out to him. Nathaniel Osoyo. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of this episode, guys what is going on what's happening where can they find us what should people <laughs> look for first of all i want to say that you guys should like and subscribe to youtube you should check out our instagram you should check out our tiktok oh my god Kristen has been making some amazing videos about what's new at the comic shop and what you can order and ask your local comic book shop to order for you and have on your pull list um Also want to say that uh, thank you to everyone who supported our fundraiser. That was an amazing success. Thank you to everybody that donated money and donated um, prizes for uh, the raffle. That was really amazing. We really appreciate it. Take it away, girls.
1: Yes, so you can find out all you need to know about Komadasi Comics Podcast at www.komadasicomics.com. You can find out all the links to all of our social media, and you can uh, find out our email. Always can get um, to us directly at, uh, wait, at, what are we? Comics at (laughs) gmail.com. yes there you go um and like sarah said we are on all of your um social media platforms as well as all of your favorite streaming platforms so definitely like subscribe share and tell all your friends and review yes oh yes
0: yes if you review that'd be super cool um also you will find us in Modesto. And you will find us in Modesto on at the end of this month, March the 25th, which is Friday and the 26th at um, the Latinx Comic Art Festival. Uh, so we're super excited about that. Uh, we have a grand beautiful space. We're gonna have t-shirts, magnets, um, books, uh, bags. Come. Join us! I hope if you're in the Molis area, come and join us. It's a free event. Bring uh, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doctor Te- Teresa Rojas has been doing an amazing job. She's worked really hard to make this event like super amazing and free for everyone. So come down, join us. Don't forget to wear your mask and just come down, meet us,
1: and we'd love we'd love to hear from you. And once again part of the uh, expo is going to be a low rider exhibit. That mm. was one of the highlights of the, um, the inaugural expo back in 2019 and they are going to be back this year. Um, so that's really cool. And I think I saw Teresa was saying that, um Modesto actually has a women uh driven low rider club and she was going to try to reach out to them i think that's super cool oh that'd be
0: amazing
1: yes so there's gonna be all kinds of oh yeah it says right here chicanas car club um so there's gonna be all kind i see here like one two three four five like 15 different low rider clubs that are going to be participating including chicanas car club so that's really awesome i'm really excited to see all of that
0: oh absolutely and I'm just ready to eat some of that food that we were introduced to (laughs) last year. I'm super excited. But anyway, it's going to be like the first time we've been out in so long as a podcast together as a group. Uh, Jenna's going to gonna be there too even though she has a broken arm she's gonna go down there guys so you better come down and say hi to us you um see
2: me so you can see me in my drug adult state
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyways thank you guys so much for for being there and listening we really really appreciate it we're very sorry about postponing the last two recordings but we're back And we also have a Las Platicas that's going to be coming out pretty soon. So thank you so much for listening. We have been your hosts. I'm Sarah.
1: I'm Kristen.
0: And I'm Jen. Thanks, guys.
1: Bye. 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 And
0: that's on Period Network.